Hi, my name is Michael Waits. Thank you for joining us for this very special edition of Insurance for the New Possible. We are broadcasting live from the Chubb Insurance booth at the Singapore FinTech Festival, the largest FinTech festival in the world and a knowledge platform for the global FinTech community. We could not be more excited to be here. Now let's welcome Om Bhatia, Head of Digital Revenue Growth, Chubb Overseas General, with whom we will discuss shoppertainment, adapting insurance for the new e-commerce landscape. Welcome back to Insurance for the New Possible at the Singapore FinTech Festival. Om, thanks for doing this again. And again, anytime you want to come back, you're always welcome to come back. It's great to have you here. Let's talk about shoppertainment. I want to start with definitions. I think sometimes it's informative to do that. What is it and how is it transforming the way consumers transact and shop online? Brilliant. Thank you. For, uh, thank you for, for bringing me on. It's, it's always pleasure. a pleasure to speak to you. Now, shoppertainment is what it sounds like, right? It's it's. It's shopping along with entertainment. Right. Let's take a couple of steps back and, and how did the internet kind of happen, right? First, there were pockets of information, which was kind of news. People were consuming a lot of pockets of content right. and books online, which then moved on to search first. So people were going to Google for most of the inquiries that they had. Then it went to search-based commerce. People knew what they want. They went to a platform in order to shop, whether it was eBay in the US or Shopee's and Lazada's of the world, where they know what they want. They're going and making a considered purchase what has happened now people are going for entertainment they're spending hours of time on social media some research suggests they spend at least they visit uh, uh, platforms such as TikTok and 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 uh, uh, Instagram approximately 15 to 16 times a day 15 to 16, 16 times a day. a day that's a lot of time amount of hours they're consuming thousands of creators on on that time right they are consuming hundreds of brands in that time and what are these platforms actually doing? They're try trying to do one of two things. They're trying to indulge you to spend more time on that platform. Right. They're trying to inspire you yep. in order to make and feel those experiences and connect with different creators. But there's a third category that is growing. They're using this inspiration to indulgement in order to make a commerce decision. So they want people to purchase and feel what they're feeling online while making those purchases. So can I ask you this though? If they're trying to inspire you and indulge you, that I completely understand. But if they're also trying to encourage you to purchase, are they trying to encourage you to purchase their own things? Do you know what I mean? Or are yeah. they still in trying, trying to encourage you to purchase Nike? I'm just going to use this as a catch-all brand that everybody knows, and Coca-Cola. Or is it more other new brands that are getting involved in this? So, so <clears throat> social and advertisement or social and intent was always there. There was a lot of advertisement yeah, always absolutely. on social media. What now shoppertainment is doing is reducing the friction in that purchase. It is saying, I will not lead you to another experience on a brand's website. Right. I'm not giving you a hundred more steps to do. I'm telling you right here, right now. Do you want to feel the same way that this influencer is making themselves feel? Right, do right, right. Do you want to feel that? If right. yes, I bought this, this thing. I feel this way. I want what? you to feel this way as well. Absolutely. But what had to change? So to me, the change itself is interesting. But the more interesting thing to me is 
what had to change to affect that? Mm. Does that make sense? So yeah. what is that thing? So I'm going to compare this to a physical world in the past where the supermarkets and the malls indulged and or inspired and or did a window shopping <clears throat> and impulse shopping that was happening before. Fair enough. And I think the impulse shopping is now moving to social media. There's a lot more disposable income. There's a lot more access to data and personal preferences there are. Right. And if you remove the friction, there's a lot more purchase intent that is happening. But it comes with its own risk for both the buyers and the sellers. And we can spend a minute on that later. Right. But it's it's making that decision making so much more frictionless at the same time so much more more fast and convenient can i make an equivalency i love doing this yeah. i want to give you two different experiences so when i was a little kid my mother would give me money <laughs> to walk to the end of the street and i mean it was a completely different time because i could actually walk down a street about almost three quarters of a kilometer my mom would give me money i'd go into cumberland farms and i'd buy something and i'd bring it home it wasn't that social but it was effective. But the second thing that changed for me is as a young adult, I would go to the mall, sometimes not to shop, but that was like physical shoppertainment. We would go play video games. We would play like air hockey and then the mall would be around us and you didn't think about it as a kid, but the reason why that was happening was because they wanted you to be in a place where you could shop. Hmm. Is this online experience any different than that really? So, so one thing that has happened is money is no longer physical or no longer a decision-making factor. There are two reasons. Go for it. One is because you're not necessarily feeling the money. You're using your cards, you're using your wallet, you're losing a lot of money, which is making the decision making far more quick. The second thing is because all of these brands are not the typical shop you went to when you were a kid. You knew that shopkeeper, the shopkeeper knew you. It was right there. Right there. It It was was always there. there. You could go the next day, it was always there. But right now, the influencers or the ecosystem or the players are not necessarily known from a commerce perspective to the buyer. So because there's that trust, lack of trust, okay, which go is ahead. driving cash on delivery, which is right. driving a lot of purchase uh, delay or, or probably cancellations of purchases in the future where they're getting inspired, but not necessarily in a very considered way of purchase making typically. I want to talk about trust for a second because you bring up a really good point. And I didn't say this explicitly. My mom would literally give me 50 cents or a dollar fifty to go down to the corner store. She didn't just trust me. She literally trusted every house on the block and the people at the store where even if I couldn't do the math as a five-year-old, I probably could. But even if I couldn't, I want this thing. I want these things and some soda. They would just give me the right change. There was no problem. And I never came back with the wrong stuff. If Chubb is embracing this as a thing... What role does it play in sort of this building trust when it comes to shop attainment? I'm being entertained. I want to shop, but I want to feel safe. Yeah. So again, great point. And I'm, I'm going to break this into two parts, right? One Please. from a buyer's perspective, one even from a seller's perspective. Yeah, because the sellers want trust too. They don't know me either. Exactly. They not just not know you. They also don't know the logistic and the supply chain in between. They don't know. So let's talk about the seller because I can see the excitement. Yeah, Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Now, imagine uh, a seller somewhere in China trying to sell on a platform to someone who's buying in Thailand. Thailand, based on a research that we recently done, 50% of the buyers pay cash on delivery. Yeah, they do. Because they don't necessarily know the seller and the platform and so on. They actually don't even trust their credit card company, but go ahead. They don't trust their credit card company or the payment processor. (laughs) Yep. So when they're making that purchase, the seller is unsure whether the goods will be accepted. Right, if they're going to get paid or not. Going to pay. It's a really good point. And the delivery partner in between, that usually is governed by the, the, the platform, the selling platform and so on. 
they don't have the necessary control on that company, the action they are taking, whether the goods are going to be delivered in the right shape and form and quality. Right. So, so can I be clear about this? There's literally no trust in this in this chain. Yeah. Because the buyer's unsure <clears throat> and only willing to pay cash. The seller doesn't even know the buyer and is not involved in the logistics process. The logistics guy is going to get paid whether he actually delivers it or not. Right, yeah. and the product may come from a factory, so nobody in this place knows anybody. Well said. Unlike me, going down to Cumberland Farms, yeah. they know me in the store, they know me on the block, and my mom kind of knows me at home. Yeah, <laughs> thankfully that. Thankfully, but but because there's this <clears throat> lack of trust and lack of control, right? I'll right. talk about control because it's yeah, not yeah. necessarily the sellers in control of how the goods are getting shipped, Absolutely. especially the last mile delivery in a yep. foreign market. Uh, that's where insurance comes in and that's where CHOP comes in. We add the layer of guarantee in this process. So wherever there's undue kind of cancellation, refund, damages, right. we can protect the seller. And in fact, research suggests there are sellers that can potentially go out of market and out of business when they're not sure. protected or have sure. the right coverage. Sure. In market where return rates are more than 30%. The average ticket size are really small, especially in Southeast Asia. Right, While so just paying for the logistics could bankrupt them. Yeah, could, could break their back because right. the amount of uh, 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 value or the profit they make per, per unit is, is very, very small. Right. And insurance coming at the right place, making it seamless, making it in part in that journey as an obvious choice. So talk to me about how that works, right? This is embedded insurance at its core. Yeah. yeah. But where does it sit? Where yeah. does it get embedded? So we partner with uh, e-commerce platforms in order to enable a checkbox experience, a very simplified experience, very relevant product, bite size, to the type of transaction that you're doing. So right. if you're buying an electronic, say you're buying a Bluetooth speaker, you want to make sure it comes and it works. Right. And if it does not, we protect the buyer from it. and we make As sure well. As well. So we protect the buyer in scenarios where they get refund and or a new speaker in return. But if it gets broken in the journey for not the seller's fault, right. we make the seller do good and pay for the out-of-pocket expenses they had on the return case or a, a different kind of guarantees that we can provide the seller as well. It sounds like a great product. What are some of the challenges, though, in implementing this? Yeah. Because, there are, again, there are a lot of people involved in the chain and there are places where control does get lost. Yeah. What's the challenge here? So with, with these challenges, there's power of data, right? With the platforms that we work with, they have upteen amount of data. So we are able to kind of predict the amount of risk there is in this industry, in this ecosystem from where the buyers are, where the sellers are. Right. But in an anonymized fashion, but we can kind of size the amount of risk there is. Okay. We can price it very economically in the journey. Uh, we, we recently launched Shop Studio Connect, which allows, which is a standardized API for anybody who wants to partner with us. Right. So we are very ready in terms of of digital connectivity with our partners. We are very ready in terms of uh, making sure this goes to market. But what 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 is helping us now is to work with our ecosystem partners to educate the seller unit. Because That's what I want to know. So many but because they may not know or understand what that is, and they may again they don't know necessarily who has the control or what's going to happen. How yeah. do you educate them about this? So one thing is educate. They do. They may not understand the value of insurance upfront, but they do understand <clears> the cost. And the risk there is in right. terms of running for the company, sure. right? For sure. Platforms are allowing us to make this part of seller onboarding process where we are guaranteeing a certain management of their cost of running on the platform. Got it. So if there's a certain percentage they're used to on cancellation, we are there to reduce it and guarantee those performances, right, right, right. which in turn gives a better customer experience and more sales. So how does this buying journey and even the selling journey, right? Because I think it's two-sided for sure of these social platforms impact the like brand satisfaction. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because if I do have friction, even if I love the product when I get it, if it was hard to get, 
I'm probably not going to buy it again. Yeah, that, that is a good point. Now, I'll, I'll use an example of, of Grab. I, I know Grab just spoke uh, before right. us. Grab does uh, launched a new service, which was Grab Express, in which they were taking goods from one place, shipping it to another place. Yes. One of the fundamental risks there was, was the, the person who's shipping the goods doesn't know who's, gonna, who's this third party coming to my house right. or my shop, taking my goods and so right, on. Right, right, right. So we embedded an insurance in that journey to reassure people that if something happens to your goods, it's all taken care of and you'll be reimbursed. Then we added layers of coverages because you know the value of your products. You can top up the insurance yourself and kind of get covered and get assurances. We believe products like this help our partner increase the sale of and so of their products and services in that. In a way, this, this dovetails really nicely with the conversation we had with Ian, I think either today or yesterday. Yeah. I can't remember anymore about when a helper comes into your house or when the air conditioning guy comes into your house embedding insurance into that product as well. In a way, it's the same for, for the 3PL guy. He's an unknown person, probably a very good person, but he also has risk, right? Yeah. When he shows up to deliver something. Yeah. So you're embedding this in a bunch of different places. Yeah, can I extend that uh, please from a gig? Please. So recently I met, uh, I, I'm, uh, I met an ecosystem player that sell experiences online. One of the things that they do is they work with approximately 15,000 influencers in order to promote their experiences. 15,000. And the amount of orchestration of content is great. It's brilliant. And they can measure the performances of everybody. But right. what they cannot is they cannot necessarily detect the risk of mis-selling, cross-selling, saying things that are not true to the right, experiences. Right, right. And particularly if you have 15,000 of them, like you can't manually you check cannot. this, right? So how does this work? Yeah, So and all of these influencers are really small guys, really try with, with absolutely perfect intent to right. try and earn a living, but can make those mistakes. And right. here also we have products that kind of provides that layer of security to say if unintended mistakes or mis-selling or reputational risk come in to right. your question, right. we are able to curtail it, uh, uh, kind of take care of the expenditure there is around it or minimize the risk, but have the financial side of it taken care of. What is it like for you to work in an environment where as all these new opportunities pop up, right? Like if I would said to you three years ago, how are you going to protect a guy who has 15,000 influencers? You just would have been like, that's not part of my business. Yeah. Do you know what I mean though, yeah, right? But what is it like to work in an environment where you know, again, if outsiders look at insurance, they just think slow moving, really conservative. But the story you're telling here doesn't sound like that to me at all. Yeah. It almost sounds like really fast moving because as the world of work continues to change rapidly, then the world of protecting that work wherever it fits is also changing rapidly. What's it like to work in that environment? That's a great question. I think Chubb did a fantastic job, even even though I'm biased in saying that, is, is building Chubb Studio. So what we did is took care of the technology already. Right. For us, technology is now cheap, it's easy, it's on the shelf, everybody can use it. We then invested our time into co-creating products with our potential partners and partners. So when we do grab right cover, we do uh, delivery guarantee, when we do uh, 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 purchase protection, when we do bill protection, these are products not out of a shelf. That is what traditional insurers have done in the past. There's not even a shelf to put them on, There's to be fair, right? That shelf hasn't on. been built yet. I love that. Go ahead. Yeah, so now we are creating based on the risks that are emerging. Right. Because we've taken care of the execution part of it. Got it. Our focus is completely on trying to solve a customer problem, trying to create more value in our partner ecosystem so that their products and their services work better. Do you feel more empowered today than you did five years ago to do product creation because of the technology platform that's uh, been built? Absolutely. It just takes away so much much 
kind of uh, laborious task of going right. live with something right. because that's easy all the energy and all the investment goes into creating those products and then continuously testing them we we want to be able to challenge our own hypothesis when we underwrite something and isn't this the perfect example of automation not having somebody not not making someone lose their job but empowering them and superpowering them way to just do a better job yeah. is that fair because you know there's all this fear around if we if we implement tech excuse me and automate things well then someone's going to lose their job where in fact that someone hasn't lost their job but has now expanded their market yeah no? the type of, so traditionally you i know insurance goes and financial industry goes a long way in your blood and yeah, your, yeah. your experience too Insurers are very good at understanding risk and actually very good creating products. Yeah. History did not allow us to be so personal right. because you were dependent on distribution channels, agents and thousands of telecallers and so on. Right. Today because we have the access because of our partners to speak to somebody individually, right. personalize that proposition, that price, learn with data, it is empowering the same underwriters and actuaries to do phenomenal job that right. they always have been good at but right. not necessarily have the avenue to actually use it. Right. Okay, I'm going to let you go. I learn something every time I talk to you. Om Bhatia, head of digital growth for Chubb International. Awesome as always. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank Michael. you very much. Thank you. Cheers. Don't forget to follow Insurance for the New Possible on your favorite podcast platform and on YouTube to stay up to date on all of our amazing and informative content.